Hey there, Restaurant Pro. It's David Scott Peters, and welcome to episode 80 of the Restaurant Prosperity Formula. I've been coaching restaurant owners since 2003, and the Restaurant Prosperity Formula is based on what the most successful restaurant owners I've worked with do on a daily basis to achieve their success. The basic premise of the formula centers around achieving prosperity, freedom for your restaurant, the financial freedom you deserve. To achieve prosperity, you have to follow a very specific formula made up of leadership, systems, training, accountability, and taking action. Today, I want to talk about four recipe cost and card must-dos to ensure accuracy. Let's get started. But first, a word from our sponsor. We all know managing costs is one of the most important parts of running a profitable restaurant, especially now. But between fluctuating vendor prices, waste, labor, and the never-ending list of tasks that demand your attention on a daily basis, it can be challenging for even the most experienced of us to manage costs well. That's where Margin Edge comes in. Margin Edge is a complete restaurant management software that automatically uses data from your POS and invoices to show you food and labor costs in real time. Don't wait until it's too late. Margin Edge gives you tools to make decisions in the moment, like a daily P&L, price alerts on key ingredients, and real-time plate costs, all without ever having to touch a spreadsheet. Take control of your costs, work more efficiently, and be more profitable. Go to www.marginedge.com forward slash DSP to learn more and schedule your demo today. If you've been following me for any length of time, you've heard me say the following statement. The two most important systems any restaurant should have are budgets and recipe costing cards. Have you heard that before? Whether you're on my YouTube channel and listen to this podcast, whether you've been on my blog, on my website, whether you've been to a seminar, a workshop, uh, a presentation, one-on-one -on -one call, group coaching call, man, I live by that. The fact of the matter is the two most important systems any restaurant should have are budgets and recipe cost cards. By the way, what are the two systems most restaurants never have? Budgets and recipe costing cards. Why? because they're too hard. Boo frickin' who? Get me a, a snot rag. I mean, the fact of the matter is you went into the toughest business I know. You as the leader, being the leader your restaurant needs, you must have these systems in place. There's no excuses. No excuses why it's too hard, takes too much time. The only excuse could be, I don't know how. And that is something you can change. As a leader of your business, you can learn, whether it's from me directly, someone else. This is not rocket science, it's math. But the fact is, you can change that. And you cannot let any employees hold you back by saying they're too hard. Now, I digress a little bit. Why are these two systems so important? Well, they take you from being a reactive management team to becoming a proactive management team. Let's unpack that. So let's say you get a profit and loss statement. When you get a profit and loss statement, what do you do? You look at it, you go to the last page, you look what you made or lost, and then you throw it on your desk and go, oh crap. Really doesn't mean anything, why? Because it's like driving a really cool sports car. And the rules are, you get to drive this car, it's your dream sports car. Man, it is fast as, as anything. And the rules are, here are the keys, jump in, you turn it on, you've got to turn it on and then put it in drive and press down as hard as you can on the gas pedal and you cannot use the brake, you cannot lift your foot. And oh, by the way, we've blacked out the front windshield. All you can use is your rear view mirror. Well, what's gonna happen? 
With 100% certainty, you're going to crash. And that's what it's like running your business just using a profit and loss statement. You're always looking over your shoulder, looking backwards. Don't get me wrong. The history is important to us. We got to know where we've been so we can make changes going forward. But the truth of the matter is, a P&L is rear view mirror where your budget, that's the same rules in place and the same vehicle. The difference is we rip off that, that blackout on the front windshield. And now you can use the front windshield. Your budget is your front windshield. Where are you going? Right? Where are you going? What roads are you going to take? What turns are you going to take to get to wherever your destination is as fast as possible, successfully, without injury? And that's why P&Ls versus budgets are so different that budgets are critical to your success. And when it comes to recipe costing cards, what you should think about this. Name an industry in retail, anything that sells a product, any business that sells a product. And you let me know an industry that sells a product and they don't know what that product costs before they sell it. Think about it. I always give this example when I'm giving my seminar. I say, imagine, you know, a, a manager at a tire retail store wakes up in the morning, gets ready for work, goes to work, gets in, in his or her office, pours themselves a cup of coffee, comes out, sips the coffee, puts it down, stares at a stack of tires. Then imagine they cross one arm over, hold their elbow and put their hand on their chin. And they think like the thinking position, right? Hmm. How much should I charge for these tires? And magically right pulled out of their rear end, they go $395. Wait a second. Do you think that's how they price tires? Or do you think that manager knew exactly what each tire cost him or her and what he or she needed to charge in order to make money? Yet we in the restaurant business allow our chef to put up a today's feature, you know, Sally with a great chalkboard writing, loopy, just beautiful, fettuccine Alfredo, it's gorgeous. And she goes, hey, chef, what are we charging? He says, I don't know what we charged yesterday, 1895. And he sits, puts the thinking man's position on. Right out of rear end, 1895. You got to be kidding me. Like, you wonder why you're not making money. If you do not know what every item costs you, how can you bitch and moan that I'm not making the money I deserve? When the one fundamental you must know in any business when you sell a product is what it costs you so you can charge enough for it to pay for all of your bills from cost of goods sold to labor to all your operating expenses and more importantly, leaving money on the bottom line for you. Now with the budget, you also get to set your KPIs, key performance indicators. What does that mean? You get to create your plan for success. Remember that front windshield? Well, you're actually going to take that front windshield and you're going to add to it a smartphone with a GPS and a mapping system. And you're going to pick the road and the route that is going to give you success. Decide what systems to put in place, how quickly and how quickly you're going to see results in order to achieve the profitability you deserve. Can't do that without a budget. Otherwise, you're guessing. I can also tell you with that plan in place, you're going to know where your food cost should be, where your pork costs, bottle beer, draft beer, wine, liquor, if you serve those. You're going to know where your labor cost is for each position individually in order for you to achieve the profitability you deserve. With the P&L, you're just looking backwards. With a budget, you know where you need to be and can change that course. Now, with the recipe costing cards, You'll know 
what your ideal food costs. We'll talk about that in a little bit, how critical that is to know. You'll be able to re-engineer your menu and save anywhere from three to seven points, sometimes the first time through that process, but you'll be able to overcome any pricing issues that you have when it comes to what the cost of your items are without shaking up, you know, upsetting the barrel. You can do that with accurate up-to-date recipe costs and guards knowing your ideal food costs. Heck, you'll be able to work towards something that is the mic drop of any food and beverage software. Ideal versus actual product usage. Where you'll be able to say, hey, based on my POS system, what my customers actually purchased, based on my inventories and my invoices, I used 350 pounds of chicken and I should have used only 300. Highlight it, hand it to your chef, your kitchen manager, and say, we have a problem, fix it. Imagine having that kind of power. Can't do that if I don't have accurate, up-to-date recipe costing cards. See, in tandem, these two systems, budgets and recipe costing cards, are critical to your success. And if I didn't illustrate that enough in this example, I don't know what else I can do for you. Now, this is not the place, meaning the podcast, is not the place where I should be teaching step-by-step process for recipe costing cards. That should either be for a seminar, you can get my book, Restaurant Prosperity Formula, what successful restaurateurs do on Amazon or any popular bookseller. Maybe you're one of my group coaching program members. Either way, those settings are where I can teach you the step-by-step. On a podcast, not really. But it is, however, the perfect place to talk to you about four things you must be doing when it comes to ensuring your recipe costing cards are accurate. See, truth be told, the vast majority of restaurant owners who actually have accurate, up-to-date recipe costing cards, their recipe costing cards are wrong. Think about what I just said. Most restaurant owners, remember I just said how many don't have, right? Most don't. So there's a small minority that actually has recipe costing cards. And I say most restaurant owners who actually have recipe costing cards, they're wrong. That should blow your mind. So where do most restaurants go wrong? They go wrong in the finer details, the mechanics, if you will, that ensure your cards are accurate. So here are the four places, four places that restaurants go wrong. Number one is they don't conduct yield tests. They grab product from their distributor and they say, okay, here's exactly how much money this product cost. They say, this is what it costs by the ounce. uh, And they do the recipe costing card. Fantastic. The problem is certain products have usable quantities versus the quantity you purchase. So let's take, for instance, and for those of you who've been following me for any length of time, you know, I don't belong in a kitchen, right? I, I do not belong in a kitchen. But with that said, I've been around a long, long time, 30 plus years in the industry. So imagine I grab a head of romaine lettuce. And I'm going to cut off the top, which is wilty, green, brown. Heck, it's got, it's got caterpillars, worms. I don't know. Cut it off and throw it away. I'm going to cut off the bottom. It's like an apple core only a goat would eat. Now, let's say for general math, because this is not good math, but I'm going to say general math. Let's say we purchased the romaine lettuce at 10 cents an ounce. But we have 50% yield. We throw away 50% of the product. That means I'm a really bad person in prep, right? But throw away 50% of that product. That means in a recipe cost card, if I put it in for 10 cents an ounce, 
it's wrong. It's actually 20 cents a usable ounce. Imagine that on an eight, 10 ounce salad and what a difference that will make to your bottom line. You will lose money, right? Because you don't know what's usable versus meaning the price of what's usable versus what you paid for everything. You pay the same amount of money, but you have less to use. So we have to do a little math to make sure we're calculating our per ounce cost properly. And it's really hard math. It's ending weight divided by beginning weight. Holy shit, you're gonna have to weigh it twice. Like it is not difficult. And you need to take the time to do so on a quarterly basis because often yields change. Take chicken wings, for instance. Buy that by the 40, 40 pound case. And well, what happens? The counts shift by 14 to 16s, whatever it may be in the winter, the wings are bigger in the summer, man, my, the chickens are anorexic and the counts go up. And if I start selling the product by the wing, and we'll talk about how you can do that in a batch recipe in a moment, the fact of the matter is you'd be wrong at some point in time. Maybe I've got a ship round and, you know, I, I take the cryovac bag off and there goes the, the, the fluid and I cut off fat and throw it away. I paid for those things. When they put it on the scale, it had the fluid, it had the fat. So it's really important as, as months go by, every quarter you redo your yield tests to make sure the product is still the same yield because their cost will be different. Now, if you're butchering things like steaks in-house, you're filleting fish, you have to make sure that you create a, 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 a chart that basically yields out every single steak that somebody hand cuts because a steak that's one or two ounces off can rob you of all your profitability. So it becomes a training tool, but also a tracking tool. So you can truly see what's going out per steak. Now, if you're using the cost of the product as purchased before yields, the likelihood is you're not charging enough. You're not charging enough for the item you're selling your guest, and you're probably losing money. Now, it doesn't mean not you're losing money at, when it comes to your bottom line. You could be making profit, but you could be losing profit, money you should have made because you're giving product away. You're not charging for it. Mistake number two, it's called an ingredient factor or a spice factor. This is where we may do this for spices, for oils. Heck, we might even do it for chips and salsa. Anything we give away for free. See, I'll also do this thing at my speeches or seminars or so and say, I'll get the whole room to say, who gives uh, bread and butter away at the table for free? Get some people to raise their hands. Who gives chips and salsa? Get some people to raise their hands. And then I'll go, oh, how about uh, the people didn't raise their hands? Anybody give away salt, pepper, mustard, ketchup, sugar packets, and everybody raises their hand. And then I go through this whole litany of, I don't give anything away for free. But don't get me wrong, I'm not gonna go up to a table and go, it looks like you used about 30 cents in mustard. I'm gonna add that to your check. Wait till Yelp gets a hold of that some bitch, right? Like, oh my God, I went to this restaurant and they charged me for you know what I actually put on my plate. Not gonna work. But you understand that if I give away product for free, that's gonna make my food costs go up. So what am I gonna do? I'm gonna make sure that I'm collecting money for everything that comes in. Because think about it. The food cost calculation is beginning inventory plus purchases minus ending gives us use. Use divided by sales is food cost percentage. Use is what leaves the shelves. 
The money I bring in, use divided by sales, gives me food cost percentage, but it's use. The money, the amount of product by dollar value that left the shelves. Now, if I give it away for free, what will that do to your food costs? It will drive it up, right? Because you're not getting money. So what do I need to do? I need to run that same inventory calculation for only those products I give away for free, whether it's something I purchase pre-done or I prep it, make my own salsa, make my own chips. And that's where batch recipes are going to come in. So I'm going to be getting inventory of the product giveaway for free. The Anything I purchased or prepped that I give away for free gives me what I could sell, subtract that from that, the ending inventory of all the products to give away for free. And I come up with a dollar value of the products I give away for free. I know how much money I gave away. Now I go to that expensive cash register called the point of sale system and I run a PLU report, velocity report, item by item sales mix report. Don't care what your POS system calls it. Every item that was sold during that period. And then do you know what I do? I look for the entrees only and I take the number of entrees only and divide it into that amount of money that I gave away for free. And now that goes into every recipe costing card as a spice factor, 50 cents, 25 cents, dollar 25 does not matter. So I'm going to charge the guest in order for that product I give away for free and I don't lose money. See, without a spice factor, or an ingredient factor or an oil factor. And an oil factor might be, if you sell a lot of fry food, fry oil is food. I may do an oil factor of beginning inventory of oil plus purchases of oil minus ending inventory of oil. Oh, gives me how much money I used in oil divided by, remember that PLU report of all the fried items. And then on every fried item, I go, what? Oil factor. See, I'm gonna make sure I get the money for the product I use without spice factors, ingredient factors, oil factors, whatever you want to do, put into each entree or the appropriate recipe costing card, you're not charging enough for the item and you're probably losing money. How about mistake number three? Paper. Wait a second. Paper's not food, right? Do I, do I put paper products in a recipe costing card? Do they belong there? The answer is yes and no. The truth of the matter is this, if let's say I'm a, a, a food truck and all I sell are tacos and every taco I sell goes in parchment paper, right? A little paper. You can't have it in a cup, can't have it on a plate, can't have it in a saucer. You can't have it in a paper towel. No, you're going to always have it in a piece of parchment paper. Well, then I'm going to buy that paper as food. I'm going to inventory that paper as food, and I'm going to include that paper in the recipe costing card because it's used 100% of the time in that item. Listen to what I just said. I'm adding paper as a food ingredient if and only when it's used 100% of the time in that, that item. So if I were to say run a pizza place, and 50% of my pizzas are to go. And then I've got the customer who comes up, Hey, can I have a, who's sitting in the restaurant? Can I have a box? And you go, certainly. And you turn around and go, crap, I just gave away a bunch of money. Then that's going to be a paper expense. We cannot put that in our recipe costing card because that will throw off our ideal food costs, which we'll talk about in a moment. So only when I use it a hundred percent of the time. How about to-go containers? Same process. So the biggest difference between, say, that food truck and the pizza restaurant is paper's food because in the food truck, because it's used 100% of the time, vice versa, in the pizza place, some's to-go, some's dine-in, even when somebody asks for a to-go box. Really important to understand. So without 
taking paper into consideration if you're using 100% of the time in any one of your, your dishes, your food cost is going to, well, falsely look lower. And you may not actually see the effect of it because when you have a higher food cost, you don't know that you actually are supposed to be making more money. You buried the fact that you're overusing other products. How about mistake number four, batch recipes. We said we'd get to here. That's any soups, sauces, side dishes, ingredients, dressings, anything you manufacture in your place yourself. Components to dishes like diced onions, cut carrots, celery, don't care what it is. You took a knife to it. You, you grabbed a product from your distributor. You put it in a pot. You grabbed product from the distributor. You chopped it up. You made a new product. You are now a manufacturer. And so we need to know what the cost of every one of those ingredients are down to the ounce or the each so we can use it. And the each part is that's where we can use batch recipes for remember the chicken wing example, 40 pound case, but we use them by the each. I can actually take three, five cases of chicken wings, count them out, come up with an average count and divide that into my 40 pound case price. And now I can what? Come up with the per wing price. So that's really important. Now, with that said, you sit there and say any products you create, right? You pur pur purchase, put together, you put a knife to create something new. You must have a batch recipe card. And you got to be able to break it down to its usage unit, the smallest unit, whether it's by the each, by the fluid ounce, the, the weight by ounce, or if you're in metric, right, um, do it that way. Now, accurate ingredient costs are critical to your recipe costing cards if you want them to be correct. Remember that example of, of the yield test? If those things are not correct, well, the same thing is going to happen. We're going to be yielding in a recipe card. If I grab cheese and, you know, milk and I, all these different ingredients to make some wonderful queso, well, as it cooks off, it, it, it lose, it evaporates, it lose, it loses some of the fluid. Well, I added some fluid to it. Well, next thing you know, I put X, call it a hundred dollars into a pot and I get out of it. How many usable ounces? Because it's going to be the usable ounces divided by whatever the total amount is. That it's almost a, a forced yield. But if you want to have accurate recipe cards, I have to know what every ounce of that queso costs me. And again, without these ingredient costs, your cards are going to be wrong and you're probably not charging enough and losing money. Don't pick some general idea. Oh, well, barbecue sauce is generally, it's going to be about this much. Well, then you generally ain't making money. This is about accuracy. So let me translate what all this means. Let's say your food cost is running high. Because you have recipe costs and cards and a point of sale system, and you're able to actually calculate your ideal food cost. No waste, no theft, no spoilage, perfect restaurant, which does not exist. But based on what your customers actually purchased, how many of each of those items, and what the recipe costing card was and what you sold it for, we come up with what your ideal food cost is. So not some national average 34% was pulled out of the air. You ain't average. Your restaurant, you could be a pizza pasta restaurant and be in the low twenties. You could be a steakhouse and be in the high thirties. Does not matter. That's where your food cost should be based on your accurate up-to-date recipe costing cards, your point of sale system, displaying what your customers actually purchased, giving you what your weighted average number should be, what your food cost should be. Now I'm going to tell you, there is no such thing as a perfect restaurant. I just mentioned that you're never going to hit your ideal food cost. 
But did you know that the average restaurant runs seven to nine points above their, their ideal food cost? Seven to nine points. They're almost 10 points off due to waste, theft, spoilage, just mismanaging the kitchen. Or more importantly, they don't have recipe costing cards. They don't even know where they're supposed to be. So we use this false number and we're grading our kitchen on a number that they shouldn't be graded on. Well, I'm going to tell you, when you have a rock star kitchen manager, a rock star chef, you're going to be one and a half to two points above ideal. Like rock star, lights out, incredible, have all the controls in the kitchen, places spotless. They are great leaders. In a good restaurant, it's probably three or four points, and we're striving for the two points above. Now, with that said, when you're calculating your food costs, we know ideal, you know, your actual, and you know what that variance is, whether it's seven, nine, three does not matter. The question becomes, where's your problem? If your food cost is high, is there a lot of waste, theft, spoilage? Did you put the systems in place that I talk about or put in my book from the key item tracker and the waste tracker? Are you proactively managing your kitchen to make sure that we fix those problems the day we see them to reduce our food cost? Are there portion control issues? Are we, do we have a great ironclad prep system? Do we have portion controls on the lines for everything that we need to do, even down to pre-portioned baggied items to make sure the guest gets the same experience and their costs stay in line? Is it a, a rising cost issue? We all know every time a truck shows up from a broadline distributor, we go, oh my gosh, what, what food costs went up this delivery? Not even this week, not even this month, this delivery. But here's the deal. We're gonna take this one off the plate, if you will. If you have accurate up-to-date recipe cost cards, you're using software, this one's off the board because your ideal food cost will reflect every time you scan an invoice, throw it up to the cloud, it goes into your software. Every recipe card is updated. Every invoice has been updated right away. So your recipe cards update, your, your uh, inventory is up to date, your next order is up to date. It's all tied in, it's all tied together. Every batch recipe updates with those ingredients, which updates into the, the same recipe cards we use the ingredient in that you created. Software is critical when it comes to controlling your food costs. So what if none of the above are issues for you? Like it's not waste, theft, spoilage. It's not portion controls. It's not mismanagement. What if you have a, a really in your brain, you think I've got a, a great kitchen manager. I've got a great chef, but your food cost is high. It's because your food cost is wrong. Your ideal food cost, your starting point, I should say, of ideal food cost is wrong because your ideal food cost should actually be higher based on recipe costing cards that were accurate. See, with wrong numbers in your recipe cards, you're gonna produce a bad result, which now I'm gonna measure my kitchen manager or chef and they could lose their job for being so far over their, their food costs, but because they made an error in the math, because they didn't do what's necessary. They made those four mistakes consistently, routinely on the recipe costing cards. It's gonna have a higher food cost when you do your actual and a much lower, much lower ideal, making a bigger gap and now shining a light on, man, I got to get rid of this person. When the truth is, maybe they're actually doing a better job, but the recipe costing cards are wrong. It's not showing all the products that actually were getting used. The way I put things in my members, to my members or seminar attendees is this. You need accurate, up-to-date recipe costing cards. You see, 
with bad numbers, you'll get bad results and you won't be able to fix any problems. With good numbers, man, I can make any change, proactively manage my business, truly hit the numbers I deserve when we go back to that budget discussion where I put the systems in place and the plan in place for success and I can achieve my results. So if you don't have recipe costing cards in place right now, be sure, be sure, I want you to look up a friend of mine at marginedge.com. Go to marginedge.com forward slash DSP for David Scott Peters so you can get on a call with Bruce. Bruce is a great guy. He's like a 40-year veteran. He's a real pro. Now, you could go to marginedge.com without the DSP. I don't get a kickback. I don't get any money. I don't get anything from this other than I know that Bruce is top of his game, a real restaurant pro, and he helps my members out incredibly well. He's the guy I'd want to talk to. So you want to go down that path. If you have recipe costing cards, whether it's with Margin Edge or someone else, even if they're on spreadsheets, it's time for you to do a complete review of your recipe costing cards and make sure the necessary changes are made so you can start making the money you deserve. Hey, that was an awesome episode. I want to thank you for taking the time to take action on building a better, more prosperous restaurant. Before you go, I want to give you these three thoughts. One, by combining leadership and taking action with systems and training being checked by accountability, you are on your way to creating prosperity for you and your restaurant. Two, I have something I need from you. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. By leaving us a review, other restaurant pros seeking out this information are able to find it. I read the reviews and hearing how this information has benefited you does wonders for me. And three, if you find any of the discussions helpful, share them. The more restaurant pros who have access to them, the better we become as an industry. For more restaurant resources or to get in contact with me, connect with me at davidscottpeters.com. Be passionate about what you're doing. Be persistent, but more importantly, become better and help everyone around you become better. And your restaurant is going to kick some ass.